Local people, local stories. This is the All Local from 1010 Wins. I'm Bud Mishkin, and these are today's top local stories. 24 construction executives are under indictment in an alleged bribery and kickback conspiracy scheme. Here's Denton Wins reporter Carol Dioria. The Manhattan DA describes it as a kickback scheme that undermined fairness in the New York City construction industry for a whole decade. DA Alvin Bragg says the ringleader was Robert Vasilis. In exchange for manipulating the bidding process, subcontractors paid kickbacks to Vasilis his company, the DVA Group, and others. He says a total of 24 people and their companies stole more than $5 million. Through this corrupted business bidding process, the defendants stole from the developers by purposely inflating subcontracts and knowingly charging higher prices. Among the construction projects affected were the Hilton Club, the Central on East 48th Street, and the Citizen M New York Bowery Hotel. Carol Dioria Tenton wins at 92.3 FM in Manhattan. More now on this terrifying accident this morning on the Cross Westchester Expressway in the town of Harrison. Steve Burns with our story. It was a harrowing moment along 287, a tractor trailer plunging from an overpass down onto the highway below. The truck was flattened, landing upside down, perpendicular across the highway. The driver was killed. Stopped just a few feet behind the wreckage is a white van. First responders sheared off its doors and left them laying in the road. Police say the van's driver was taken to the hospital. The fatal fall happened on the ramp from 287 onto 684, a sweeping left turn the drivers are told to take at no more than 40 miles an hour. State police say it's too early to tell if speed was a factor here. Investigators are walking the ramp, looking for any clues that could tell them what happened. Police say they'd like to hear from any witnesses. Steve Burns, 1010 wins on 92.3 FM in Harrison. The migrant crisis was at the top of the agenda for a meeting of America's mayors today in Washington, D.C., Mayor Adams says he went into the meeting seeing it as a chance to unite the mayors whose cities have been impacted by a surge of asylum seekers, adding it's simply not fair for these cities to be left to deal with the crisis alone. Meantime, the mayor is looking to join forces with some of his counterparts from around the country in seeking federal help with the migrant crisis. Mayor Adams will consider cruise ships, arenas, stadiums. Nothing is left off the table. In his quest to house migrants and provide services, his honor tells Politico he's looking for state-run venues. Sources tell me he'd like an accounting on federally operated locations, too. It's a dire situation in New York City. There is no more room. Uh, It's not that we're getting to that point. We're at that point. The city has spent $300,000. It's been allocated $8 million, but the mayor says costs could soar to $2 billion dollars and city services will be affected. Juliet Papa, 1010 wins on 92.3 FM. The daily drumbeat against new Congressman George Santos continues. Today, the question is being asked, should his passport be revoked? Nassau County lawmaker Joshua Lafazan says George Santos is a serious flight risk. It is naive to believe that if an indictment is pending, that George Santos wouldn't take an extraordinary measure to flee the country in order to avoid jail time. At a press conference at LaGuardia Airport, the Democrat called on Department of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas to revoke Santos's passport. There are many countries in this world who lack an extradition treaty with the United States, such as China and Russia and many countries in Southeast Asia and so on. Santos is not charged with a crime, but Lafazan says there is precedent for people under investigation to have their passports revoked. DHS could not be reached for comment. 
Marla Diamond, 1010 wins on 92.3 FM at LaGuardia Airport. Facing questions from progressives about his record of rulings on abortion rights and labor-related cases, Governor Hochul's pick to be New York's next top judge, Hector LaSalle, defended himself today during an appearance before the state Senate Judiciary Committee. I see a case, I rule on it, I decide it. I don't then say, oh boy, I just, you know, had four cases where I agreed with the prosecutor, I better agree with the defense. So it could go the other way, too. We make determinations based on what's in front of us, case by case. So I think sometimes statistics could be a little misleading. LaSalle is Puerto Rican. If confirmed, he would be the first Latino chief judge in New York state history. He's far from a lock. Three Democratic members of the Judiciary Committee have publicly stated their opposition to LaSalle, and only two have said they would support him. That means if he gets the support of all six of the committee's Republicans, a big if in its own right, he would still need votes from at least two of the eight remaining Democrats. Three city Department of Corrections officers are under indictment. They're charged in an alleged scheme to cover up one officer's alleged assault of a Rikers Island inmate. The Bronx DA's office says that Officer Carl Williams approached an inmate on the morning of October 14th, 2021. The inmate was, in the words of the DA's office, standing with his hands to his sides when Williams allegedly struck the inmate in the face. The DA's office says the incident was captured on video and witnessed by at least two other officers. The DA's office alleges the two officers helped Williams submit reports to the Corrections Department that indicated that the inmate was the aggressor and force was justified. The three faced numerous charges, including falsifying business records. Williams also charged with assault. No response from attorneys for the defendants or the Department of Correction, but the union representing correction officers issued a statement saying the case is being driven by politics and not the facts. A rally on the steps of City Hall this morning to call for more to be done about all the smoke shops around the five boroughs selling pot without a license. Among those taking part in the rally, Councilmember Joanne Ariola of Queens. She says the city must step up enforcement and shut down these smoke shops that are selling marijuana illegally, in many cases, to minors. And because of our police departments, we've been able to shut down a number of them, most notably a cannabis truck that was selling to minors by the pound in the Rockaways. We have to crack down and we have to crack down now. Around midnight, a shooting at the Smoke City smoke shop at 49th and 9th, a 32-year-old employee wounded in the leg as the suspects ran off in the window of the shop, posters promoting the sale of marijuana. Glenn Shuck, 1010 wins and 92.3 FM at City Hall. The labor issues for nurses have not been resolved in New York City, at least not completely. 9,000 nurses whose contracts are set to expire on March 2nd rallied outside the New York City Health and Hospitals building today in Lower Manhattan in hopes of jump-starting their own talks for a new deal. Unlike the nurses who went on strike earlier this month, these are public nurses who work with the police, firefighters, and other city agencies and are not allowed to go on strike. Their union says talks for a new contract uh, should have started weeks ago. They have not, according to the union. There has been no uh, comment so far from New York City Health and Hospitals. And it looks like the newest mega millionaire could be one of your neighbors. Lottery officials announced today that a winning ticket for last night's mega drawing, worth a guaranteed $20 million, was bought at 170th Street Grocery in the Bronx. There's been no word yet, though, on the winner's identity or whether or not he or she has come forward. New York City's eviction rate is on the rise. Marshals have removed some 4,400 households from their apartments since January 2022. That's when a pandemic-era freeze on most evictions expired. Judith Goldner is the attorney in charge of the Civil Law Reform Unit at Legal Aid. They are pushing for what's called good cause eviction. It would stop people being evicted 
for no reason or because the landlord wants to, uh, you know, double their rent or significantly increase their rent. And we also, our other solution is um, a statewide Section 8 program, which would help folks stay in their homes by helping them pay their rent. The number of evictions is still smaller than pre-pandemic levels. Tenant advocates warn that evictions will spike as pandemic protections dwindle, exacerbating the city's homeless problem. Thanks for listening to the all-local from 1010 Winds. And for the latest news, traffic, and weather, tune to 1010 Winds, visit 1010winds.com, or download the Odyssey app to take us wherever you go.